Have you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. We're so very glad that you joined us today. And as we are going to be opening the Word of God as our practices, we would like to begin with prayer. So let's pray. Heavenly Lord, we would like to just thank you and give you our our hearts full of gratitude because we have the Word of God here before us. And we never take that for granted because it is you speaking to us, answering our questions and guiding us. And we would like to ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us here in the studios of Joy FM and also with our listening friends who are tuned in. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and I'm very glad to be here, and I'm very glad that Sh- uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, Sean has uh, joined me. I almost said his brother's name. Sean, it's so good to have you here with Thank me. Thank you for having me. Very glad that uh, a fine young gentleman such as himself is uh, helping me out with answering Bible questions. And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, Sean, last week, somebody had a Bible question, um, you know, a question directed to you. I thought that was great. Oh. And it was a, takes the heat off of me sometimes. <laughs> well, as we are going into the program today, we would like to um, invite you to call in your Bible questions. Now, of course, you can call, but there are uh, different ways of how you can contact us here at Joy FM to get your Bible question over to us. And uh, in other words, if the lines are busy, then no problem. There are other ways to do it. So go ahead and dial 472-1111, 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam, 472-1111. But if you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, then please dial 323-1113. Again, that's 323-1113. And you can also text us on WhatsApp. Uh, The area code is 671-686-9999. Again, that's 686-9999. Or you can email your question to us, and many people have chosen to do that. And the address to use is b-i-b-l-e at joyfmradio.net. b-i-b-l-e at joyfmradio.net. Or you can go to facebook.com and see us there, facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio. You can go to the uh, live stream that we're having there on Joy FM, and you can leave your comment, I'm sorry, your question in the comment section. We'll see it right away. Okay, wonderful. So why don't we go ahead and take a look at some of the different uh, questions that have already come in, Sean. And uh, we, uh, we have some through email, and so why don't we go ahead and take a look at those. I have one um through email, it says, what is the meaning of Jehovah? Okay, that is a good question. Um, you know, I think I've gotten this question um, a, few, a couple of times before uh, um, about the name of God. And uh, so the, the name Jehovah is actually coming from, from a name that is uh, inscribed in the Old Testament 
you see it in the book of Exodus and uh, several times throughout, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, throughout the Old Testament. And it, it was a name where the, the writers of the Old Testament or those who uh, wrote out the, uh, the manuscripts uh, felt that the name of God was too holy to fully write it out. Uh, so to, in reverence, they left out all the vowels. And what they were left with was, uh, if I can get this right, Y-H-W-H or J-H-W-H. Y and J are very uh, similar in the Hebrew alphabet. The J is pronounced as a Y. So uh, J-H-W-H. And so they say, well, when they tried to translate that into English, they, they said, well, how do we pronounce J-H-W-H? What are the vowels? Because it's been lost to us. We don't have those vowels anymore. And so what they did is they took the vowels from the word Elohim, which is the word translated as God, and they took those vowels and they put it into that word. And so it comes out uh, as Jehovah. And uh, whether or not that was the, the correct way to do it, it was uh, it was an educated attempt. Um, but people who are uh, studying the original languages uh, say it's probably not going to be pronounced Jehovah. It's uh, probably Yahweh. And so they, they say that uh, Yahweh or Yahweh is a better pronunciation of the name Jehovah. But... The name Jehovah itself, uh, does it have a meaning? It basically is the name that is supposed to encapture the, the self-existent one, the great I am. And so that was the name that God uh, gave, to, um, gave Moses to, he says, that's what you can call me uh, to the nation of Israel, the self-existent one. Mm. And this was really because... Well, the people of Israel were in Egypt and they, they all, you know, they had gotten so familiar and accustomed to hearing about the Egyptian gods. And the thing about the Egyptian gods, not one of them was self-existent. Every one of them owed their existence to somebody else or someone else. And so God wanted to differentiate himself uh, from the Egyptian gods. He says, I'm not like all those Egyptian gods. I am the Yahweh. I am Jehovah. I am the self-existent one. No one made me. I am the one who is the creator. All life comes from me. And so that is the that is um, how I would like to answer that question. What does the Jehovah mean? Uh, it's basically telling us that uh, he is the self-existent one. Mm. Okay, it looks like we have a a uh, a caller, isn't it? And who yes. is calling us? Um, Kelly Rosario. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and put Kelly on the air? Okay. Hello, Kelly. You're on the air. Thank you hey. so much for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. And do you have a question oh. for us, sir? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, my question in uh, Jeremiah verse, I mean, 1, verse 5. Jeremiah 1, 5. Allow me to turn there and I'll read it. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Is that the verse you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, Pastor. Uh, okay. My concern, I I kind of like that first. Oh, I like it too. <laughs> and it's like uh, it's like it really meant for the 
all people or only the prophet? Well, that's a good question, Kelly, and I appreciate your, your question. Well, first of all, he is speaking specifically to Jeremiah. He is talking to Jeremiah the prophet because he says, I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. And so although God was talking to Jeremiah at that point, uh, the truth is is that God it's still true about everybody else. Not everybody is called to be a prophet, but God knew everybody um, when uh, when we were in our mother's womb. Um, I believe that uh, the uh, King David, he also uh, said the same thing in the book of Psalms, if I'm not mistaken. And if we go to the book of Psalms, I think it says right here in Psalm 22, and verse uh, 9, but thou art he that took me out of the womb. And if I take a look in verse in Psalm 139, verse 13, it says, For you have possessed my reins, you have covered me in my mother's womb. And so God knew us um, even before we were born, even before we were conceived. And so God, uh, he knows us uh, very inti- intimately. And so, yeah, although he is speaking to Jeremiah specifically because, you know, he's saying, I'm ordaining you a prophet. Uh, but that, that part about God knowing us before we were in the womb, that is true about everybody. Yep. Does that answer your question, Kelly? Yes, yes. That's answer my question. Thank oh, you, Buster. I am. I, I. You're welcome, and I'm very glad that you called. And thank you so much for your question. Uh, yes, welcome. God bless you, oh. sir. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Okay, so that's a good question, don't you think, uh, Sean? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a, a good question. Knowing that God knew us, um, you know, ever since we were even before we were born. As a matter of fact, Sean, the truth is that uh, God, uh, he knew about us ever since the beginning of the world. In the book of Revelation chapter 13, it talks about um, the Lamb's book of life uh, from the foundation of the world, uh, which means God had a book of life ever since the beginning. And so it seems that uh, God knew about us. He knew uh, about our names in the book of life even before the world even began. Uh, and that makes sense because if God is all-knowing, then of course he knew us even since ever since, as we say here on Guam, since ever since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so um, we were no surprise to God when he says, oh, oh, this person is, is coming into this world. I wasn't ready for him. No, nothing like that. <laughs> uh, he knew who we were um, ever since everlasting. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. just put it that way. Okay, so thank you very much, Kelly, for your question. And why don't we go ahead and continue looking at other questions that we have? Yes, um, a question came in through our WhatsApp messages. Okay, what do we have? It says, why were the Israelites named the Israelites? And were they already named the Israelites before Jacob or after? Okay, that's a good question. Um, the, the name Israelite, the, it is the name of all the descendants of Jacob. And the, the descendants of Jacob, of course, came from the, the 12 or 13 of, um, of uh, the people who came from his uh, ch- uh, sons or grandsons. 
Um, I'm talking about um, from Reuben all the way to Benjamin. And then Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And so his grandsons also are considered Israelites. And those, those, people, were, came, those people came out of Egypt. And if I can just uh, see, the very first, this is, goes all the way the, to the, back to the book of Gen- Genesis. In Genesis 32, verse 28, where we know the story where Jacob was wrestling with an, an angel. And it turns out that angel was God himself. <laughs> and as he was wrestling, and he said, and the angel says, let me go because the day is breaking. You know, it's time for you to stop. <laughs> and Jacob says, I, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. He would not give up. He would not let God go. And so he says, I won't let you go unless you bless me. And so in Genesis 32, Verse 28, it says, And he said, Thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And so that name uh, is Israel. Many people believe it means uh, a prince or overcomer with God. And then, of course, his descendants in Exodus chapter 9, verse 7 uh, that's the very first time the the nation that came from Jacob uh, is called Israelite. You see that in Exodus chapter 9, verse 7, when Pharaoh went and looked at the cattle of Israel and not one of them had died from the plagues. And so we see that God, I'm sorry, the, the name Israelite was now being applied to uh, the people of Jacob. Okay, it looks like we have another caller, Sean, and, yes. and so why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, talk to our caller? Yes, hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air. Hello, anybody there? Hello. Hello. Hi there. Yes, and do you have a question for us? Yes. Okay, and what's your question? The, I know the Bible says to not lie. Yes. But how do you, can you, are you able to lie to protect someone? Now that Where is in a, the Bible mm. does it say to protect someone? That is a very, very good question. I've heard that question many times. Now, I'm, um, I, I can tell that you're a young girl, and this is a very good question to ask, especially before life starts happening. Mm. Now, we all want to protect one another. We all do. Uh, we all want to protect especially the people that we love. and But here's the thing. When God says, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, he doesn't put any, any um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't put any uh, exceptions onto that commandment. It does say in the book of Revelation that all liars will, will finally you know, lose eternal life. So it's a very serious thing to lie. Um, many people say, well, wh- what if I'm trying to protect somebody or, 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 you know, if someone's in trouble, can I protect them with a lie? And, you know, there's, there's this one story that I remember, and there was a story of a woman during World War II in Germany and this woman was hiding Jew, Jews, and, you know, of course, the, there were certain bad people in Germany who were hunting down Jews to, to cast them into prison and, and, you know, and also kill them. 
And so she was hiding them in her house. And so the officers came to her house and they say, do you have Jews here in this house? Now, she could lie and say, no, I don't have any. And, you know, that way try to protect those uh, people she's uh, hiding. But she was a Christian and she and she knew what the Bible said. Thou shalt not lie. And so she decided, I will not lie. And she told the soldiers, this is what she told the soldiers. Sirs, you have the authority to search my house. And if you want to search my house, there's nothing I can do to stop you. And so she trusted in God. Did you? I hope you get that. She trusted in God. She refused to lie, but she didn't answer the question either. And so she decided not to. Uh, and then the soldiers just left. The soldiers just left, and the Jews she was she was hiding stayed protected. And so, whenever the devil says you have to sin, you have to lie, it's important not to listen to the devil. There's always a way out. Now, I um, I'm going to give you a verse in the book of First Corinthians ten thirteen. In the book of 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, Now there is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So if you're tempted to lie, God will give another way, um, even if it is to protect uh, his people. Um, if it is to protect our loved ones. And so it's good that you want to protect somebody, but I would say be faithful to God and he will help you protect them. Okay? Does that answer your question? Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for your question. Do you have any other questions? No. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for your call and thank you for your question. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, that was a good question. And so that's one of the hard ones that I always, I, I hear that every now and then. You know, is it okay to break the commandments if you're trying to help somebody, you know? Mm. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I get, I get it. We all want to, we all love each other. We all want to protect one another. But God's commandments um, are are higher than are higher than anything and we want to keep his commandments and whenever the devil tries to tell us you got to break the commandments otherwise something bad will happen mm. then it's time for us to just trust god there was another story that i heard about a person who about a, a group i think it may have been in one of the countries in africa and they were hunting christians and they took a young girl and they brought her to the cliff and said you know um tell us where the christians are hiding and they wouldn't um and uh, she says, I, I know, but I'm not going to tell you. I know, but I'm not going to tell you. Now, that little girl died, but she died faithful. Mm. Okay. It looks like, do we, do we have a caller on the line? Because I don't see anything here. No. Not. Okay, we don't. Okay. All right. Something, I'm, I'm looking at the messages. So oh, it's yes. telling me. <laughs> okay. All right. So do we have any other question, perhaps? that uh, uh, We have a question on our, from our email. Okay. Go ahead. When Jesus heals, he says, don't tell anybody. Hmm. But they went out and told people. Why does Jesus... Why, why didn't Jesus tell them not yes. to tell people? <laughs> uh, th there's a very good reason. There's a very good reason. And, you know, when Jesus 
Um, let, let's go to let's go to one of those instances, and I believe in the book of Matthew. It may, uh, yeah, there it is in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter eight, and in this is it's about the the healing of a leper. This is one instance where Jesus says, "Don't tell anybody," and if it's you see it there in verse four. It says, And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. So here we see one of the reasons why Jesus uh, was, uh, was telling people don't tell anybody about the healing. Because here's the thing. When this leper was, was healed, there's a ceremony that you find in the book of Leviticus and you are pronounced clean only if this ceremony is performed. Uh, mm. Two birds are, are killed over, over some wa- water in a water pot. Well, actually, one of the birds is killed. And, uh, but the live bird is dipped into the water that has the blood of the dead bird, and the live bird goes free. And after that, that is when the leper is pronounced clean. Mm. And only the priest who pronounced that leper to be a leper only that priest can pronounce that leper clean but here's the thing when jesus was doing his ministry a lot of the priests didn't believe in him not just didn't believe in him but they they were threatened by his popularity they didn't agree with his teachings and so if word got to the priest that this leper was healed by Jesus, it just might be that the prejudice of the priests would mm. have, they would have said, no, I'm not going to pronounce you clean. Uh, okay. And so Jesus was trying to protect the, the, the person. He says, don't tell anybody, but go quick before other people hear it so that you can have, uh, so you can offer that sacrifice that Moses said and so that you can get the, pronunci- the pronunciation of, of cleansing upon yourself before other people out of prejudice reject you. Mm. And so he didn't want people to be rejected on his account. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's one of the reasons. And it, it's just that, uh, but the thing is, is <laughs> whenever you tell somebody, don't tell people about the happy things that happen to you oh boy that's so hard to do and that's what this this uh um this uh leper i believe that you know actually in other in other healings they even though jesus told them don't tell anybody oh boy how can you keep it in you know it's like uh you, you get 10 million dollars and, and someone says don't tell anybody ah uh, i think i am gonna tell somebody you know and so it when when you have a lot of joy you, you can't hold it in <laughs> so I think Jesus, you know, he understands that uh, these people are just so full of the happiness of being healed that he, uh, that they, they just went out and broadcasted everywhere. They posted it on <laughs> Facebook, you know, they, they did everything. Okay, now it looks like we have another caller. And so uh, shall we put this person on the yes. air now? Okay. Hello? Oh, dear. Oh. Looks like we lost them. My, I am so sorry. Why don't we go ahead and invite them to call again? Uh, if you're, I'm sorry, we lost you. I, I didn't see a name, but uh, if Steve, Steve, sorry, okay. Steve. Well, if St- Steve, we're so very sorry that we, um, 
that we uh, lost your call, please call again, and we'll be better. Uh, we'll, we'll be better at getting you online. <laughs> okay, so that's a good question about um, about why did Jesus tell people not to uh, not to uh, say anything about his about his uh, what do you call it about his healing. Mm. All right. Now, it looks like we have about five minutes left before we have to take a break. Uh, Sean, could you help me in uh, giving those uh, contact numbers out so that people can call if they want to? Yes. If you're calling from the CNMI, you can call 323-1113. If you're calling from Guam, it's 472-1111. And our WhatsApp number, if you can text it, or if you want to text it, 671-686-9999. And our email, if you, have, if you want to email us your Bible questions... It's found at Bible at joyfmradio.net. Wonderful, wonderful uh, calls and questions have been coming in. And we thank each and every one of you for calling in and uh, giving those uh, questions to us. And we certainly hope from the scriptures to provide an answer. And we will continue to do that through the rest of our hour up until 6 o'clock today. And so please take advantage of the open lines that we have and Sean is uh, sitting by, our faithful operator, to take your question. And um, with the Holy Spirit's help, we will find answers to your Bible questions. If you would rather not call, but instead uh, text us on WhatsApp, that's 686-9999. Facebook.com, you can come and see what, uh, what um, Sean looks like. And you <laughs> can see my, my face as well. And there on the live uh, stream, you see us. And in the comment section of the live stream, you can leave your question there. We'll see it immediately. All right. Just a few more minutes until we have to take a break. But I think that we can take another question. And uh, if you are listening to this broadcast at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6, you're listening to a rebroadcast. But uh, you can still call. Uh, you can still get your questions to us, but they'll be answered the following program next week. Okay. And so go ahead and pick up your phone and dial in those questions. All right. Now, I wonder if we have – is this uh, – I see another call, and could this be Steve? Yes. Let's, let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Hello. Welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Is this Steve? Oh, yes, it is. Hi, Pastor. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Steve, for calling. Uh, do you have a Bible question for us, sir? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. You know, Pastor, I was just wondering, uh, yeah. if the 12 tribes of Israel uh, were scattered and they were scattered to the four corners of the earth, who are the Jews that are inhabiting Jerusalem today? Good question. Good question. Um, the Israelites that were scattered, um, first of all, there was the Assyrian... Uh, conquest and uh, the northern tribe of okay let me back up a bit because I want to I want to make it clear when Solomon's son Rehoboam came and became king the kingdom split because he didn't, didn't use, use wisdom. wisdom the, the northern, northern uh, tribes went and they became Israel the southern uh, uh, kingdom was the kingdom of Judah and the Levites also went with Judah now, the Assyrian conquest took care of the northern kingdoms. Ten of the tribes of Israel were lost, and uh, very, very difficult, if not impossible, to find them today. Now, the southern kingdom of Judah did go to Babylon, 
but they were allowed to come back as God predicted and and rebuild the city and rebuild the temple and those are the Jews that are existing today in Jerusalem. So yes, the 10 tribes of Israel were scattered and you don't find them anymore. But the 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 tribe of Judah and uh, a little bit of Benjamin uh, existed even in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul says that he came from the tribe of Benjamin, but it must be really hard to find anybody from. I'm it must sorry, be really hard to find uh, someone from the tribe of Benjamin nowadays. Uh, but those were the Jews. Now they call them Jews because they come from the tribe of Judah, and so the the Jews that exist today. Um, find their lineage from that tribe, the one tribe of Judah. Um, that's uh, that's the general <laughs> the general understanding of Jewish history. Now, I am no author authority on Jewish history, but that's the that's the the easiest way I can make it clear. Looks like we lost Steve again. I'm so sorry that we uh, we don't have him online. I hope he heard all of that. And uh, I hope that answered your, your question. And so, yes, that's the, <laughs> that's the uh, easiest way I can uh, outline, I, uh, outline the history of the Jews. Okay. About one more minute before we take a break. And so if you start hearing music like that <laughs> well this means that we are only halfway through our program today it means that we are not finished we are still wanting to take your bible question and so we'll be back right after a break right after this people needed quality programs, we were there. Just when I needed it most. When the masses were discouraged, we stepped up to the plate and delivered hope. It's so encouraging. We have a track record of encouragement paired with the information you need. Thanks. I needed that. We thought so. Financial gifts made to the station will be used for the furtherance of good news and great programming. All encouragement is offered as a standard feature and is fully transferable. When it comes time to vote with your pocketbook, Joy FM is here to serve you. Family Friendly Radio, joyfmradio.net. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. Okay, we have returned back to our program. We're so glad that you are still tuned in and your Bible questions are ready. 
and your your phones are ready for you to uh, pick up and dial in your question. But before any of that, I want to say thank you very much for Pastor Masik to has come to join us and help me with your Bible questions. Pastor Masik, so glad to have you here. It is always a pleasure, Pastor Mom. It's always a pleasure. And very wonderful to have uh, Pastor is a very able uh, Bible, um, <laughs> I want to say Bible scholar, Bible student, but he is a Bible pastor. And Amen. it's so wonderful Amen. to have his assistance. And so if you want to ask him a Bible question, or if you want to ask me a Bible question, then please pick up your phones, dial 472-1111. You have 30 minutes to do so, less than that, actually. 472-1111. 323-1113, if you're calling from the CNMI, 323-1113. Or if you would like to go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and from there you can go to the live stream and leave your question on the comments section there in the video. And so we do have some email questions. And so I would like to uh, go ahead and just engage Pastor Masit in, in, uh, in the discussion that we're having. Um, let's take a look at this question about baptism. Sure. Wonderful. Okay. So if a person wants to be baptized, must he or she first overcome bad habits? Or will the Holy Spirit help him or her with these problems after baptism? Uh, we also repent for our sins daily after mm-hmm. baptism, don't we? And so that is the question that has come to us. So I guess we're talking about um, should we stop bapt- uh, Should we stop sinning before we are baptized, or do we wait until after that, after baptism? Uh, where, where, where does that all come? Where does that all come into play? <laughs> well, that's a pretty deep question. Mm, I is. like that. Yes, it is. It is. Okay, so uh, perhaps we should talk about um, what we do before baptism. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, just uh, very important to point out that there is uh, the f- probably the first example that we have a person who is baptizing um, is talking about, uh, I'm talking about John the Baptist. Yes, indeed. And he called people everywhere to repent. Mm-hmm. And the word repent, of course, carries with it the the thought of turning away from our sins. Exactly. To walk away from our sins. I'm, exactly. I'm reading from Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. And so he called for repentance mm-hmm. when people were being baptized. Mm-hmm. So there is something about turning away from sin ceasing from it absolutely and so yeah so do your thoughts indeed you know the the word repent you know and the literal translation is to turn away mm. so you would have been walking before christ you were walking towards the edge of a cliff mm. and you would have gone straight to death if you had kept on going but then you repented yeah. so you turned around and you went the other way right and so is there a work of, of um, correction yes. to be done in the life before baptism? And well, according to the words of John the Baptist, yes, indeed. Uh, there really is a time that we should, uh, 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 we, there, I'll say it like this. Baptism in John chapter 3, Jesus describes uh, the work of the Holy Spirit as, a, as wind. Right. And... Baptism is simply the the outward expression of an inward experience. Right, something's already been done in the heart, and so as God, as you've allowed God to come into the heart, you then have made changes in your life. Uh, 
by the power of God because mm-hmm. you want to commit yourself to God. But like Jesus said, a person when he is uh, reborn, it's you can't see it, right? Um, but it happens in the heart. So there is a new life mm-hmm. that is uh, that is just beginning at the the whole the whole um, experience of being baptized Indeed. with water. You know, it's interesting that there were people who came to John, and they 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 indicated that they wanted to be baptized. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what John said to them in the book of Matthew, um, chapter three, and reading verse seven. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, mm-hmm. it's interesting how both of them came. Wow. Uh, they come to his baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers. Mm-hmm. And now I've wow. never said that to anybody who came to me to be baptized. <laughs> wow. But O That's generation of, <laughs> yeah. You snakes. Yeah, snakes, poison snakes. Who yeah. warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And then if we see the next verse in verse eight, it says, bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. Mm. So there it is again. So baptism only means something when, it, when you give it that meaning, when you give it that, uh, that importance of no longer wanting to live a life of sin, mm-hmm. but you, now you want to live a life of, well, you want, to, you want God's righteousness in your heart now, and you want a life that is different from the life before. Absolutely. I think one question that kind of ties in with that is, uh, should I then repent before I come to God? Uh, mm. Should should I do that? I've heard that, yes. Yeah. And, and going back to what Pastor Moffat said, you know, it's um, there is a work to be done before, but the thing is that work has taken place in the heart. And baptism really simply is the, uh, I guess, the product of that. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think believe it's in the book of Acts when it says that Christ has come to give repentance unto, unto us, to right. his people, to Israel. So it, should people repent before they come to God? And the answer is, you know, the Bible does not say that you should repent hmm. Um or uh, let me use it carefully. Well, yeah, the people almost say, "I can't, I can't, I can't come to God unless I, I repent, unless I, unless I, uh, you know." And and they almost make repentance like an obstacle. Yes, exactly. To, to coming to God when that is nowhere. If, as a matter of fact, if we understand it correctly, repentance is coming to God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the yeah. very, it's the very act of Absolutely. coming to Him, Absolutely. turning, turning away from sin and coming to Him. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I'm going to be reading from the book of John, chapter mm. six, verse um, uh, thirty-seven. Jesus says with His own words, John six thirty-seven, "All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, mm. and him that cometh to me I will in no wise." cast out. What a promise. Incredible promise, Pastor. Yes. Jesus himself says that you can come to God exactly as you are, and God will never cast you away. So I love what Pastor Moffat just said. You see, when you repent, you're literally repenting from your wrongs Hmm. and coming straight to God. Now, who can clean you up? Well, first of all, only God can do that. Yes. And who actually drew you to turn yourself to God? Well, that was God himself also. Mm, Right. And so... Um, the answer is exactly as, as Jesus says, come. Yes. Will there things in your life that need to be overcome? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Well, 
and that's the thing is I don't think repentance is done once mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you know, on one day and one uh, level of our experience it is to con- continue it is to deepen it is Amen. to um, include more things to repent mm-hmm. about and so yes it is a it is a, a, a constant growth it right? is um, you know if a person comes to comes to me to be baptized mm-hmm. and let's say this person is, Married, having mm-hmm. an affair with another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bet. I'm going to say yes. something's going to have to stop there because, you know, the Bible, the Bible wants you to live the life of Christ, and that is the that is a life of commandment keeping. Absolutely. You know, if the person's uh, smoking or drinking and getting drunk, I'm going to say, well, wouldn't you want to get rid of those things before you get baptized, mm-hmm. anyways? Mm-hmm. Now, does this mean that after baptism um, there should be? continual repentance absolutely i completely agree absolutely peter actually all of the disciples were baptized mm-hmm. but you bet peter james and john and all and andrew and philip and thomas you bet they had things to overcome even after the baptism oh yes they absolutely. had they had an additional cleansing that needed to happen amen yeah. and i love how the bible describes it in john chapter 3 mm. uh, it is a it is a birth yeah and because it is a birth nobody is born an adult Hmm. When you are, are reborn spiritually, it is the same thing. Right. And you then grow. Pastor Mumphus, I don't know. I know you have two, but one, uh, but three wonderful children. And when they were younger <laughs> and you. they tripped, did you ever like get mad at them and say, what's wrong with you? Why can't you walk like an adult? <laughs> Absolutely I don't not. even get mad at them if they trip now. And they're <laughs> adults. They are adults. <laughs> Amen. I mean, yeah, I can never, I, I can never um, look at their weaknesses mm-hmm. and and uh, and be frustrated at it because I know that at any stage of their growth, there's going to be weaknesses that they have to learn from. Yes. And that continues into adulthood and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing in the Christian growth, um, you may feel impatient with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, oh, after I, I was baptized, why do I still have this problem? Mm-hmm. Your God does not look at you the same way you see yourself. <laughs> he has not lost patience with Hallelujah. you, but he is still there as a parent saying, yes, um, you, you sinned, you, you, you fell, um, but now it's time to learn from it and continue on. Amen. You know, there was a person, um, you know, you and I met not here on Guam mm-hmm. or Palau, but you and I met in the Philippines. Yes, indeed. Yes. And there was a, uh, a young, uh, college, uh, student who came to me and said, you know, sh- she was frustrated. Mm-hmm. She says, I keep backsliding Aww. and you know, you can hear her heart breaking and says, I want to do good. I want to. And I answered her and I said, you cannot fail. If you just simply get up and continue on, there is nothing that can stop you. If you fall seven times and get up eight, then you can, then you, you learn from the experience and you have not failed. And so I I could see on her face the, I want to say the, uh, the, the relief, the relief that it's not too late for Mm -hmm. her. Absolutely. So any person who is still having this, constant struggle first of all welcome to the human family mm-hmm. we all have these struggles yes um but as long as we continue on and you know it, every time we come to christ that promise you read is so wonderful mm-hmm. he who comes to me i will in no wise cast out if we continue going to jesus he promises i will never reject you Amen. wow 
Amen. And I, I just want to close my thoughts with that mm-hmm. and is this. So then why would you then be baptized? Why oh, would you then give your heart yeah. to God? Right. And the answer is when you then give your heart to Christ, you then align your life with all the powers of heaven. And you have then the precious promises of God to uphold you and to keep you. And even if you stumble and fall, God will pick you up again and you will grow into a mighty uh, giant of faith. Amen. Every person had to begin somewhere. Yes, indeed. And as Christians, every one of us has had bumps and bruises all along the way. Uh, victories as well as mm-hmm. crushing defeats. Yeah. But uh, what, what's that saying? Um, you can lose a battle and still win the war. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it looks like we have about 15 minutes left, and I know that there are people out there who would love to ask Pastor Masik and myself a question from the Bible, and we get our answers straight from the Bible. So go ahead and dial 472-1111. Yes, I'm talking to you right now as you're listening to the radio, 472-1111. But if you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, then those beautiful islands can dial 323-1113. 323-1113. Go to facebook.com forward slash Radio. You can look at uh, Pastor Masik's handsome face oh, no. and leave a question there on the comment section of the live stream. Okay, so we do have another question that came to us through email. Wonderful. And here is the question. Um, does God really know the future? And is there hope for my future? This person is incarcerated mm. in prison. And is there still hope for this person's future? If God really knows the future, is there hope for him uh, being incarcerated? Well, that is a good question. I love that question. And it is, oh, yes, it's a, uh, uh, yes. It, I can't, I can't um, fully know what our brothers and i'm going to call them brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who are incarcerated um you know what they what they're experiencing um the emotional uh you know emotional hard times that must come mm-hmm. along with that you know separated from loved ones and family um and you know i i've gone into doc yes me too and yes i know you have mm-hmm. uh, also in palau we mm-hmm. we oh yes we did and uh it's amazing how i found such uh, people who are in there for for years and mm-hmm. they don't have much to look forward to but yet there's when they have the word of god and jesus mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful how even there in the most uh discouraging circumstances they have peace joy and uh, they have uh, wonderful uh, experiences with Jesus, yes. even in there. In the prison, exactly. Mm. You know, my dear friend uh, who's incarcerated, I want to share with you a promise in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 10. And the Bible says, Jesus says, he says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, one of the incredible promises that encourages my heart is that Jesus didn't come to this world to seek those who were not incarcerated. Mm, right. He was looking for those who were. Right. And it's incredible because, you see, without God, we're all incarcerated. With a greater incarceration than, than human bars uh, can do on earth. And that is, we're prisoners to sin. And the thing is, it is possible to be behind bars of this world but to be completely free mm. 
in the eyes of heaven. And that's why Jesus says that uh, when he was in prison, we came to visit him. So Jesus then identifies so closely with prisoners as if he himself were you. Mm. And the incredible thing is this, you know, Pastor Mabas, you said this years ago uh, in a sermon, and I never forgot it, in a very mm. short phrase, and you mm. simply said, as long as there is breath, mm. there is hope. There's hope. Is there hope for you? Well, I'm going to ask another question. Are you breathing <laughs> right now as you hear this? You can breathe a prayer. <laughs> yes, and if you are, my dear mm. friend, mm. there is absolutely hope for you. Amen. As was there is hope for me and Pastor Muffness. Yes. Somebody once said that the hill of Calvary is flat. And we all stand together on the same level ground it's true. with every other sinner. Mm. And the thing is, you know, I want you to remember that there is absolutely hope, no matter how deep or vile or, or however people may think of us. Um, mm. We serve a, a crucified and risen Savior yes. who came to seek sinners such as we. That's right. And if Paul himself can say that he was the chief of sinners— mm then there's hope for you and for me today. That's right. And this is why God puts these incredible stories in the Bible of his people who did sins or they committed wrongs, hmm. murder, all, all sorts of atrocities. Yes. And yet God still loved them hmm. and God was able to still use them because they still had hope. You know, when I, I remember that um, what what he said I'm sorry, well, what Isaiah chapter 53 mm, verse 8 says, beautiful. he was taken from prison mm. and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? So Jesus identifies with inmates because he himself was incarcerated. Mm, yes. He himself uh, was sent to the lowest of uh, the lowest place where people can be put. And so he his freedom was taken from him. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he wasn't, uh, he didn't have release to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wasn't just going to serve some time and then get out. It says, as the verse continues, it says, for he was cut off out of the land of the The living. living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And yet there, when he lost, when I'm not going to say he lost his life, he gave his life. There was another prisoner. Mm. And this person didn't have, well, from all outward look, he didn't look like he had any hope. Matter of fact, there were two of them there. Mm -hmm. And they were both um, dying on either side of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so this, um, between the two inmates, or I'm going to say the the two thieves who were being crucified next to Christ, Mm -hmm. only one of them had hope. And so he, he threw all of his faith on Jesus. And every time I hear this story, I think the devil must have been incredibly angry mm-hmm. that here he has Jesus on the cross and he's still saving people. Amen. You know, there was a ray of light that pierced through the darkness. And Jesus, I loved how uh, a certain preacher said, Jesus stopped dying long enough to hear that sinner pray. Amen. He heard, Amen. He heard that thief say, Lord, please remember me when you come in your kingdom. Amen. He wasn't asking to come down from the cross. He wasn't asking for freedom. He wasn't, he just wanted hope. Mm-hmm. And just like my brothers and sisters who are incarcerated right now, you want that same hope, don't you? Amen. And Jesus gave it. Amen. He says, I'm saying to you today, verily, verily, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Amen. What 
hope is that? And so although the nails were still in that thieves' hands and feet, although the the rough wood of, of was the rough wood of the cross was still scraping against his back, mm. and although that was going to be his last day, I have a I have a very, very strong suspicion that he met his end with such hope that there may have been a a smile on his face mm. as the last act of his life, knowing that Jesus spoke hope to him Amen. that he will be in paradise. Amen. And so I don't, uh, I don't think there's any other source of hope that could be greater than that. Mm-hmm. And so if we, like that thief, if we, like that thief, just cast our, all of our faith on Jesus, there, there is no way that hope cannot come to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Amen. Okay. Now, it looks like we have a question that has come to us. We have very limited time to give it. But Amani wants to know, if God knows everything, did God know that COVID-19 was going to be here when he walked this earth? Well, that's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Bible, Amani, the Bible actually says that in the last days, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter mm-hmm. twenty. Four, if I'm not mistaken, in the last days there will be famines and pestilences mm-hmm. in diverse places, mm-hmm. not just one place, not one city. No, in history, we all know that there are some times where one whole city is wiped out because of some sort yes. of plague. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says pestilences in diverse places. Mm-hmm. In other words, sorry, in other words, a little, you know, almost like worldwide, yeah, worldwide exactly. pestilences. Mm-hmm. So I believe that Jesus did know that diseases would spread in a in a very, very grand scale oh, yes. in the last days. Amen. And so, yes, I believe that God did know exactly. when uh, when Jesus was uh, walking this earth. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, no, I was just going to say the same thing. Matthew 24, uh, uh, Jesus made it very plain and he did know. And I, I'm so glad, Imani, that... Mm. Not only did he know, but he does know and he will know. Mm. And that we have a God like that, that no matter what may come, he can lead us to the very end and we can make it. That's right. As long as we follow him. COVID-19 is not a problem for him. It, mm. it didn't surprise him. It surprised us. Yes. Uh, wow, did it surprise us. Nobody saw this mm-hmm. coming. Uh, but God knew and he has, he has strengthened and he has brought us this far. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? I uh, last year I, I said if the if the devil was is responsible for this disease and I believe he is, mm-hmm. <laughs> then he just outplayed himself because he has just caused so many people to pray to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he Amen. just he just he just made a big mistake and he always makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know sin is a mistake. Of course, and so he really made a big mistake because he has turned many people to pray, yes. to put their faith in God, mm-hmm. and to continue uh, believing in him. Amen. Okay. Okay, uh, Pastor Masih, and this may be our last question, mm-hmm. but a caller just called and asked, when do we test the Spirit? And that is a, that is a passage in the yes. Scriptures about testing, uh, testing the Spirits. And I'm going to pull that up, and mm-hmm. perhaps you can give a, uh, well, a five-minute, four-minute answer to that. And uh, the Bible does say to test the spirits. If we go to the book of, I believe, we find, I'm not seeing it. Perhaps the word test is not the King James Version, uh, the King James Version's uh, wording of it. 
Maybe it's proved the spirits. And I am going to look in the NKJV. Perhaps that is where um, Test of Spirits is uh, quoted. Mm -hmm. And if we... Yep, there it is in the book of 1 John. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Okay, so Pastor Masi, testing the spirits. Excellent. You know, testing the spirits, as you can read there in 1 John, it says, test, you know, every spirit. Mm. And then it says, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if there are false prophets, yes, there are true ones. Yes. And so how do we then uh, define false and true? And that is, once again, always with the Bible. If there is something or someone who comes along who claims to be a prophet, who claims to have a message from God, then we need to not just reject it, but let's put them to the test. Yes. And what is then the answer key? That is the Holy Scriptures, the keys of the kingdom itself. You know, back in the old days, they used to use something called a touchstone, and they would use a touchstone to rub against uh, what they thought to be gold just to be sure that it was gold. Wow. And sometimes they would rub it and it wasn't. But sure enough, uh, when they would rub it and it uh, didn't smear or anything, then that was solid gold. And so the Bible is our touchstone. Hmm. Whoever or whatever teaching comes our way, and if it something that we scrape against with a touchstone of God... <laughs> And it's good, then yes. If it isn't, uh, then no. Pastor Moptis? Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, where it says, To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Amen. And so that is how we test the spirits. There are other things that we mm-hmm. can do to make sure that it's a true or false prophet or spirit. But that's enough for today. As you can hear from the music, we've come to the end of mm-hmm. our time. I never like it when the when we come to the end, but we're very glad that you tuned in. And Pastor yes. Masik, I'm very glad that you were here, I'm too. I'm so glad to come and join you, Pastor. Thank you. We would like to invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time with Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Louis Moffness. And this is Pastor Masik Dedong saying good night and God bless, God bless. you. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.